beginning to end is hidayat. And this is our greatest need. And to understand that this is our greatest need is very simple. That this dua for hidayat is necessary upon us. Necessary in every rakat of every salah. Allah grant us this hidayat to the straight path. So every prescription of the Quran Sharif is a prescription of hidayat. And a person who will adhere to this, attach himself to it, firmly hold on to it, then he will get to that point. If that talab is there, that true inclination and thirst is there, then Allah Ta'ala will open the door forward. Yahdi ilayhi mayyuneeb. Allah Ta'ala guides the one who has the inclination towards him, who has that inabad. He is searching for Allah Ta'ala. He has that deep desire from within him that he wants to get there. It is not a half-hearted effort or not even half-hearted, but that's genuinely desiring that I should get there. And then together with the talab, what is required is the mujahada, the effort. So the Quran Sharif from beginning to end is a hidayat. And among the various prescriptions of the Qur'an Sharif is this prescription in Surah An-Kabut. Allah Ta'ala addresses Rasulullah Sallallahu directly. Utlu ma ilayka min al-kitab. The address is in reality for the Ummad. Because what is being expressed here, what is being instructed to Rasulullah Sallallahu this was what he was already doing. This was already fully in his life. But despite that, Allah Ta'ala is addressing him. And the purpose of addressing Rasulullah Sallallahu directly in this is that others, the Ummah will take note of this, that if Nabi Sallallahu is being instructed with this, how much more important it is for us. Being the Masum Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, if he is still being told, to do these aspects, then what about us? He is the Nabi of the Ummat, we are the Ummatis. If he is being instructed, then it applies to us to a far greater degree. So much more that we can't even quantify that how much more greater it applies to us. So, this is the purpose of addressing Rasulullah in this ayat directly. Allah Ta'ala gives Nabi three aspects. And obviously this is meant for us, these three things we do. So like we understand in many things, like the six points we learn in Jamaat for example, that is not the whole of deen, it's the aspect that will open the path to practice on the whole of deen. person brings this in his life, it encompasses all the important aspects, which then opens the door for everything else to be done. So likewise, these are the key elements. If this comes in a person's life, genuinely, correctly, then inshallah everything else is open. And if this is lacking, if there is deficiency in these amal, then it's a very big problem for everything else also. 
And these are very simple things which are meant to be the part and parcel of every mu'min's life. And none of these things can be overemphasized. So the first thing Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Utlu ma uhiya ilayka min al-kitab. That recite what has been revealed upon you from the Quran Sharif. The recitation, utlu. This recitation is being commanded. Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Now this is something to take note of, something to reflect upon. That Allah Ta'ala is addressing Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, giving him the direct command. He is sahib wahi. The wahi was revealed to him. He was the one that, that, that expounded the Quran Sharif. وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكْرَ لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزُّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ Allah Ta'ala says, we reveal this Quran to you, so that you will explain to people what has been revealed to them. Now sometimes people want to take the Quran Sharif on their own accord, and sit with some translation, and start thinking for themselves, what does this ayat mean? And come to their own conclusions. Now, this is a recipe for deviation. This is a recipe for deviation that a person now just sits with the translation of the Qur'an Sharif and he is deciding for himself what does this mean. Whereas Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Qur'an Sharif that we reveal this Qur'an to you so that you will explain. In the time of the Sahaba Ikram, the Sahaba Ikram being those personalities who were now in that era where the understanding of Arabic, the Literary levels of Arabic, this was at its peak. They were masters in the language. The poetry that was composed in that time was something that this becomes reference works. This time a person is now wanting to figure out is this usage of the word correct or not. Then the experts will refer to the poetry of that time. See, this word was used in this context there, so does it fit in that manner? That has become a reference. And these people were illiterate. But their fasahat, their eloquence, was at a peak. And they used to, the poetry and other things that they would say was spontaneous. Somebody would do something, somebody would say something, another person would just respond in poetic form, whole page of couplets, not, not even without any preparation of it, spontaneous. This was their expertise. So in any case, despite this expertise in the language, yet many a times the Sahaba Ikram would come to Rasulullah and inquire that what does this mean? What, what, what is the reference of this ayat? And there were times when some understood something, later on they realized that what we understood was not the correct thing. So despite being experts in the language, they needed the guidance of Rasulullah And this is that guidance that they passed on thereafter, which the Bufassirin then compiled in the tafsirs, and they put down this detailed explanation of the various ayat in the light of the tafsir of Rasulullah And then the tafsir of the Sahaba Ikram, because they learned directly from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
and they passed it on to their students. So without this, person tries to bypass this, that he's trying to climb the roof without a ladder. The person tries to climb the roof without a ladder, it's obvious where he'll fall. So this is the danger of trying to do one's own thing. We are totally in need of this khidmat of deen that was made by the muhaddithin, the mufassirin, the fuqaha, the mujtahideen. Person tries to be independent of this. Many people were doing their own things. But then they realized the folly. Those who were sincere, they thought that what they were doing was right, but they were sincere in their own way. The time came when their folly opened out to them. They were sincere enough to acknowledge it also. There was one person in India and he had become part of this thinking, this independent thinking. And he was a very knowledgeable person in his own right. But he got caught up in this to try and bypass the fuqaha, bypass all the great muhaddisin and mufassirin, do his own thing. But then after 25 years of becoming a sort of forerunner in this field, in this line, he finally said that I've come to this conclusion that to to leave out these mazhabs and to do one's own thing finally leads one to leaving out deen itself. After 25 years of actually trying to bring people onto that line, the reality opened out to him and he acknowledged it. That this is the end result. That a person finally ends up leaving deen itself. He just has the name of deen left. And what he is doing is something far away from deen. So in any case, the issue is that the Quran Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Ta'ala revealed this Quran on him and he being sahib wahi he being the personality upon whom the Quran Sharif was revealed, how much tilawat he used to make, the tilawat that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to make, the Sahaba described. Where sometimes in one rakat, the amount of Quran recited amounts to six, seven paras. And this was an ongoing thing. Nabi Islam would recite such lengthy rakats reciting Quran Sharif that his feet would swell. Or can we imagine how much Quran Sharif was being recited? Despite all this, Allah Ta'ala is saying, Utlu ma ilayka min al-kitab. You recite this Quran Sharif. You make tilawat of this Quran Sharif. So how important is it for us that there is daily tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif? And now if we really take stock, sometimes many a person says, but I just don't get the time. But have we reflected, did we take an account of ourselves, did we take stock, that how much time we found for other things? How much time we found for social media? One person said he just never could get his mamulat done. It just never would happen. It's last Ramadan, he finally deleted all the social media. He said, Alhamdulillah, everything is getting done now. All what he thought was just not possible, he just got rid of all the social media, everything started getting done. So, this is a very, very important facet. Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. One is tilawat of, there's certain as things to make tilawat of daily. And this has its own barakat, own blessings.
Surah Yasin at the beginning of the day. Nabi Islam would start off his very first part of the morning, early morning, tahajjud, with the recitation of the Quran Sharif. He would look up at the skies and recite the ayat of the Quran Sharif. Inna fi khalqi samawati wal layli wal nahari la albab. Eleven ayat thereafter, up to the end of the surah. Starting off the first part of the first moment of the morning. Before the morning already. And then was Quran Sharif and Quran Sharif. So, this is the kitab of Barkat. It's a kitab of Shifa. So one is reciting these surahs, for example, Surah Yasin, at night Surah Mulk, Surah Sajda, Surah Waqi'ah. Person who is constant on the recitation of these surahs is great barakat and blessing in it. Surah Yasin every morning. Reciting Surah Yasin itself carries the reward of ten khatams of the Quran Sharif. Person recites Surah Yasin, the barakat of this Allah Ta'ala makes his day easy for him becomes a source of great assistance for him. Surah Mulk is a means of protection from the azab of the qabr. Person decides Surah Waqia every night, poverty won't come to him. With yaqeen. When Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala was passing away, so Usman came to him and he conversation took place and then he said that, should I not, after discussing various other things, should I not make some allowance for you, for your children? After you, your daughters, they have nothing, you've left nothing for them. Alhamdulillah, I've taught them Surah Waqiyah. I've taught them Surah Waqiyah, I have no fear of poverty for them. This is that yaqeen. And yaqeen and conviction in Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, this is what eases all the challenges of dunya. In one of the du'as, Allahumma qsim lana min khashyatika ma tahulu bihi baynana wa bayna ma'asik. Nabi Islam asked Allah Ta'ala, Allah grant me your khashiyat and your fear to that extent that becomes a barrier between me and committing sin. Nabi Islam was ma'asum. He's teaching us that, that amount of fear we should have that becomes a barrier from sin. And then, وَمِن طَاعَتِكَ مَا تُبَلِّغُنَا بِهِ جَنَّتَكَ Allah grant me that extent of your obedience that I get straight to Jannat. Not going via anywhere else. And then the third thing Nabi Islam asked for, وَمِنَ الْيَقِينِ مَا تُهَوِّنُ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَسَاصِبَ الدُّنْيَا Allah grant me that amount of yaqeen, that amount of conviction in your promises, in everything that you have given by means of which all the challenges of dunya become easy. That the challenges of dunya, to the extent of yaqeen, to that extent the challenges of dunya will be a thing that a person can take in his stride. And if the yaqeen is weak, then this will become overwhelming. Challenges are with everybody. But to the extent of that yaqeen, these challenges will be things that a person can take in his stride. So, yaqeen in all these aspects as well. What Nabi Islam has taught us. So, in any case, this is something to be recited daily. Then, apart from these daily surahs, some tilawat of the Quran Sharif in sequence. Daily. And the haq and the right of the Quran Sharif, according to Imam Hanifa, is that at least minimum 
two khatams a person makes for the year besides the month of Ramadan. Besides the month of Ramadan, at least two khatams. A person who recites five pages daily, he'll end up making the two khatams. Five pages. The 30-30 line Quran Sharif, five pages daily, he'll finish two khatams comfortably. So how long will it take five pages to recite? But the time, just somehow, because of the social media, because of other things, because of so many other, just people are, previously the only time people went surfing was on the waves. Now they are forever surfing. And sometimes on those waves people used to fall, some people used to get drowned also. It happened once in a while. But now they are surfing all the time, so so many times people are getting drowned. Getting drowned in all kinds of things. So this is the first thing, tilawat of the, the, the Qur'an Sharif. Then the second thing Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَأَقِمِ And establish salah, iqamat salah. Again, this is something that we have to keep reminding ourselves. That what is required of us is iqamat salah. Iqamat. Iqama yaqumu means to stand. And iqama means to straighten something. So the person was sitting, now he stood up, so, so, so he's got straight. To straighten something, meaning do it correctly. Like how a person is straightening an arrow, so that now it will hit the target perfectly quickly. That arrow is not straight, it's curved or something. It won't go to where it's supposed to go. So the salah, in order to achieve the benefits of that salah, it has to be straightened. Straightened meaning done correctly, perfectly. This includes fulfilling that salah in the correct manner, fulfilling all the faraiz, the wajibat, the sunnat muakkada, the sunnats, all the mustahabbat, doing it consciously with this reality that this could be my very last salah of my life. Bringing that to heart and mind before the salah that perhaps this might not come again. This might be the last salah that I'll ever perform. So now that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, when the salah will be performed correctly in the way that it's meant to be performed, then the effect of this salah will come. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ tanha عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ That this salah refrains a person from all immoral and all evil things. In other words, if a person is regular with his salah, mashallah, that's a very good thing. But still this is not happening. That he is still not refraining from immoral things. His eyes are still not under control. He's still looking at haram. His ears are still not under control. He's still listening to all kinds of wrong. His tongue is still talking all evil. His heart is still all the time or often gone into all evil thoughts, then what this actually is indicating, that still that salah has not been straightened. Because the salah, like the arrow, arrow is an arrow, and once it hits the target, then it will do its job. But it has to be shot at the target. So likewise, the effect of the salah is, that in the salah tanha anil fahshai wal munkar, Quran Sharif is announcing this. That this is the effect of salah. 
But what kind of salah? That salah where aqim is salah, iqamat is salah. That salah which has been straightened, which has been done correctly. That salah will bring a person's tongue under control. That salah will bring a person's eyes under control. That salah will bring a person's ears under control. It will bring his heart under control. So the thing is that this is the salah that has been straightened. So now you got an arrow to straighten the arrow. But now if the arrow is not even there, if the arrow itself is missing, if that arrow is slightly curved too, there's a chance it might not hit the target directly, but it might just still get something. If there's no arrow, so how often that salah itself is missed? This is completely now, there's no chance of the good coming. And there can be no vacuum. There's no such thing as a vacuum. The effect of salah is that it saves a person from all these things. Take the salah out and all these things will come flooding in. Remove the salah from the equation. Salah with jama'ah is being neglected. Salah on a, for salah is sometimes being neglected, becoming qaza. Salah in the manner that it's supposed to be done. iqamat salah Salah with jama'ah. Salah with khushu and khudu. Salah with all the etiquettes and adab. Person is trying to make every salah with takbir ula. Person is watching the time to get in time to work because he has to clock his card in time. Otherwise it will cost him money. He's working in some company or whatever and there's a clock card there. So now he's making sure that he clocks in time. And if he's the employer and he's standing and looking with a hawk's eye, who's coming late? And somebody does it once, twice, thrice, half a dozen times, he's coming late. So now, this is too much now. If you want to carry on working here, you'd rather come on time. Otherwise, go find yourself another job. So in dunya, on both ends, whether it's for us ourselves clocking our cards, or we seeing to it our employees are clocking their cards, time is of the essence. And we can't afford to be late, or we can't afford people coming late. Because time is money. But Allah Ta'ala is asking us to come to His court. So they also, with greater importance that time should be, that we're there on time, we try to be there before time. So that we can get every salah with takbir ula. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, when he was attacked in the masjid, he was performing the Fajr Salah, the lengthy incident which we discussed previously, and this fire worshipper Abu Lu'lu Majusi, he came and he stabbed him. Umar Dilano fell to the ground, and in any case he was carried home. For a while he was unconscious. He's unconscious. Somebody came to visit, so he asked what's going on, he said, no, he's unconscious. Trying to Revive him, but he's not reviving. So the person said, why don't you do this? Why don't you tell him, just tell close to him, say it aloud, that it's time for, oh Amirul Mu'mineen, it's time for Salah. As-Salah, ya Amirul Mu'mineen. Tell him this, and see he will revive. Now he is unconscious. He's unconscious, and this person, whoever was, was, was there, then did this, he called out to him, saying to him that, 
Amir Mu'mineen, it's time for Salah. As soon as he said these words, Hazrat Umar Nanu just came out of their consciousness. Unconsciousness. He just revived. In other words, there was such deep concern for Salah in his heart, that the mere mention of the time of Salah brought him out of unconsciousness. And he, and he revived and he said, yes, Salah, there's no shay in deen for the person who does not have Salah in his life. person who does not have Salah in his life, there's no shay for him in deen. The mere mention of the time of Salah having come, brought him out of unconsciousness. Allah forbid, Allah ta'ala forgive us, we start hearing the azan, that sleep comes even more deeper. The person says that, I heard the azan, but then, then, then I, I don't know, I just switched off then. And Hazrat Umar al switched on merely just by hearing that it is time for salah. And from what? Not from asleep, from unconsciousness. So, this is, to the extent that a person has the concern for something, a person has the concern for something, then if he's dozing off to, he fell fast asleep to, but something will wake him up. Something will wake him up. There are many, many people, many of our satis we've seen, other great people also, that they wake up daily for tahajjud without any alarm. They don't set any alarm and they wake up on time. Because they're so deeply in the heart that I must wake up for tahajjud. So over time, without any alarm being set there up. So this is possible for tahajjud, it can be possible for people like us for fajr salah. So this is the second thing in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, إِنَّ salata tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. The third thing Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ akbar. And the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, this is the greatest thing. Now this is the prescription of the Quran Sharif, the three point plan. If we, if we just hold on to these three things very, very firmly, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif daily, no compromise on our salah. Salah with jama'ah, with takbir ula as far as possible, we're trying for that as well, making an effort to perform the salah properly, correctly, and zikr of Allah Ta'ala daily. Tasbihah, the zikr, whatever we have been taught, we're doing that regularly, daily. These three things also, a person does punctually, diligently. This will open the doors for everything else to happen smoothly. Salah will be done properly, close the doors to all these other evils, which then derail a person. Because when these evils come, on great tabi'i, Ibn Khira, his statement is, Al-Ma'asiyatu Tuhinul Wahna Fil Ibadati. That masya, sin, it creates lataji in ibadat. Person gets caught up, he's misusing his eyes, suddenly now he doesn't have the energy to wake up for his salah also. He must use his eyes, and waking up for salah seems two different things. But he now created a blockage, as a result of which now, he's seeing the time he came for salah, and he's not waking up, he can't come out of his house for salah. It creates a lataji in ibadat, laziness. And diqul ma'isha, it starts creating difficulty in a person's livelihood. Sin starts creating difficulty 
in a person's livelihood. And the third thing he mentioned was ta'asrufi laza. That, and then he explained what this means, this third aspect. That, that even in a halal bounty that a person then gets, now he's involved in sin. He's earned some halal bounties, some halal ni'mas also he's got. Even, even in that, the enjoyment would be gone. He will be deprived of even enjoying the halal bounties. A person has got the best bed to sleep on, but his mind is in such a turmoil he can't get sleep. Now, the other person is sleeping on the hard floor and is fast asleep. This person has got the most comfortable bed, the most expensive bed money can buy. But many a person is taking tranquilizers to sleep on such a bed. So this is the third aspect. He says this is all the result of masiyat, the result of sin. It creates this laziness in ibadat, it creates this difficulty in livelihood, in earning one's livelihood, and it creates this situation where a person becomes deprived of even enjoying the halal ni'mads. Something or the other keeps spoiling it. That beautiful meal is all prepared and all the food is what he really enjoys and it's all his favorite dishes. And something happens and he's eating it but he's eating it in a tasteless manner. Now something happens, some argument took place with somebody, something else happened where now he's eating it but his mind is running, he's in a turmoil. So this constantly all these things, it's one of the things to reflect on. What is the reason for this in the behind the scenes? Is it some sin that we have fallen into? So this three point plan the Quran Sharif has given us, we hold, hold on firmly to this. We make sure that this happens without fail. Inshallah we'll see the barakat of this in our lives. This requires some mujahada to just establish these aspects in our life. But once it's established, Inshallah it'll become easier and the door will open to even increase it. Person starts off at a in terms of the additional ibadat, obviously the farz, there's no compromise on it. The five times salah, there's no compromise on that. But together with that tilawat, he started off first with that five pages a day, then he added a little bit more. Likewise, his tasbihat, his zikr, whatever he has been prescribed, even if it's a lesser amount initially, but he's establishing it. And then slowly increasing it, inshallah with the barakat of this, a person will be able to achieve very much more in, in time, and the main thing is that this opens the door to istiqamat. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alam.